Welcome to Cut the Fluff, a space where we drop the small talk, peel back the curtains, and truly delve into what it is that makes us tick and what's keeping us up at night. You can expect honest, raw, and very vulnerable conversations. What's your story? What's your sign? It's like we're twin flames in a different life. Deep connection, lights a spark. It's like you know me in the depths of my heart. We're dreamers. Welcome to another episode of Cut the Fluff. I'd like to start today's episode with a bit of a disclaimer. In today's episode, Annika and I will be discussing the topic of childbirth and fertility. Now, I understand that this topic can be exceptionally sensitive for some. Therefore, I am offering a pre-warning. In today's episode, we'll be touching on the topic of that good old question that seems to start rolling in the moment you tick over 30 or you've hit a certain milestone within a relationship. It's the one of when do you plan on having children? Well, let me tell you folks, it's nobody else's business. And frankly, you never know what's going on in somebody else's life. So you should never be asking that question. As someone that has experienced post-pill amenorrhea firsthand, which is a lack of cycle post-pill, I was faced with the prospect of not being able to carry a child. Therefore, I understand the pain that can be experienced when this question does come around. We hope that you feel a little more empowered to handle conversations surrounding childbirth, no matter where you sit regarding that topic. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as always, if you do find it useful, hit the subscribe button and share it with a friend. Welcome back to Cut the Fluff, folks. I've got Annika here with me today, and we are going to jump straight in because we are attempting to keep these digestible for the morning or evening commute, depending on when you listen. Annie, I'm interested. So I've just hit 32, going to turn 33 this year. And such a babe, such a babe. Thanks. I do feel it internally. Honestly, when people do ask me how old I am, I still feel like I'm in my mid twenties. I, I feel like it's an internal energy, you know? Yes, definitely. I'm interested to know, did you ever feel pressured or receive any particular comments from relatives or friends surrounding pressure to have a child in my case no because the way it happened for us was sort of the opposite of like whoa you're pregnant okay that was unexpected and um you're not married and you haven't been together too long but I do know the experience of that question being thrown around like an elephant in the room and I think it's nobody's business it's it's actually nobody's business on both sides so maybe the polar opposite of that question for me is like the response I got when people were like oh you've only been dating for six months and you're pregnant and you're not engaged and he lives in Toronto and you live in California like whoa so How did you, you digest that? How did I digest it? I think it was harder coming from my family, like seeing their shock and surprise, but then they came around to the idea. And I think just being like, yep, this is what's happening. This is what I'm doing. People just either got on board or they just moved out of the way. So I think it's a lot to do with how you show up in that energy of like, are you all in for it? Because if you are, people will rise to meet that and match that energy. 
Um, but if you're unsure about what you're doing, and I think in the case of being asked, when are you getting pregnant? When's that happening? If you're like really firm and like, we don't know, or we're not thinking about it, or do you know what? Really none of your business. I think people fall into line with that energy and that conviction. So I think that's how it was for us where maybe it was more in my head. I was like, what are people going to think? And when I just got over that and I felt really confident in like, cool, I'm having a kid. <laughs> I'm not doing it the way I thought I was going to do it. Okay, let's rock this. Because that's um, life. It throws you curveballs. That's life. <laughs> yeah, but what about for you? So I know it's a question that gets thrown around a lot when you've been in partnership for a while. And so what's been happening for you? So just a bit of a, I guess, a backstory is Ahmed and I clocked the decade last Thursday. And Congratulations. Thanks. Not that I hold legacy as an emblem of like, um, uh, what's the term I'm trying to use? It's it's not something that... Like a badge of honour? Yeah, a badge of honour. Or... I'd rather have something that is of good sustenance rather than the longevity. So, yeah, that that's kind of my stance on that. But thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, anyway. <laughs> I recently... So there's couple of layers to this and that's why I'm wanting to bring up the conversation because internally I am experiencing a little bit of discourse so being in the 10-year partnership it's no surprise I've shared my journey openly on Instagram when it comes to fertility uh, particularly getting my period back post pill so we are at around the four-year mark now post pill and we're still navigating that space but I have been assured by the specialist that I'm working with that I'm very much, you know, have a, a good egg store and am fertile. It just might not happen in the most natural way possible. But, you know, I'm very much surrendered to whichever way that comes about for me personally. And I have been met with a lot of comments over the last couple of months, particularly uh, as my sister and brother-in-law so my siblings have no children I'm the eldest of, of my gang and then Amit is the um, youngest and his older brother has three kids and the youngest is just about to move into primary school and I'm noticing this shift uh, with his parents they're about to retire they're moving out of their job and they have constantly been stimulated by the presence of children in their life. And, you know, whether that be Ahmed and his brother being around or the three, um, three, what are they called? Grandchildren. Yeah. What are those rugrats? <laughs> They're gorgeous, by the way. Oh my God. Stunning. Mm. The youngest is starting to move into uh, prep next year and comments are already starting to roll in around Oh, so, um, and his dad's a man of very little words. So to have this type of conversation with him was like uh, very jarring for me at the time, ultimately asking when, uh, pretty much stating that it's about time that we had children. Ooh. And yeah, that kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. Firstly, because I don't feel that we're at that stage yet. And then there's an element of everything that's going on for me uh, from the fertility perspective. And then there's also the internal demon that's like, this isn't for you to like state when I should be consider having children, etc. So mm. 
I realized since that comment had been dropped that I have consciously slash unconsciously been avoiding conversations with the family. (laughs) And there was a moment last week when I was over at their place where they had an elderly European woman at the house and, you know, she started dropping comments like, oh, you know, it's about time you have kids. When are you having kids? And in that moment, I just took a breath and I said, you know what? I appreciate you asking those questions, but you actually never know what's happening for somebody else behind closed doors. And I don't feel like that's a question, you know, you should be asking. We'll be ready when we are ready. And just... Bravo. Thanks. I feel like a crowd of women right now are just like... (laughs) The golf clap. Yeah. Yeah. And she was startled, like, to witness just her sitting in her discomfort and, you know, the mind ticking over. There was an element of discomfort for me because I was like, oh, I really want to be respectful towards my elders because that's the way I was brought up, particularly in the European culture. But then I started thinking about it and that comment alone might send shockwaves throughout generations. And the realisation that you aren't in a position to ask anybody that question or make that judgment no matter who you are parent sibling etc so yeah that was that that's been my experience and it's been a a very very interesting one (laughs) amazing so has that sent ripples across your world like has that changed the conversation has it stopped coming up in um, conversation people asking you I'm curious if there's like an energetic shift that's happened where people just know that's off the table for talking about it's not their business. I think it's changed the way that I show up and how I approach the conversation now. That was only one individual in that circumstance. So I think I'm a lot more open to actually stating exactly what I said to that one where I previously wouldn't have been. So I've kind of built up this courage to, you know, be honest about the fact that these aren't types of questions that you should be asking an individual. So I think it's, yeah, me... I think how I'm showing up in spaces when those questions are asked a little bit different, but I am still very much navigating the sense of guilt. There's an element of, gosh, you know, his parents getting older. My parents are getting older. I want to really, you know, I want my parents to be around to meet my children, child, um, if I'm graced with that. And then I, I also feel this pressure of like, there's so much that I still want to achieve prior to having a child and there's this really fine balance of like I know that there really isn't a right time for this you know there's a good time and a not so great time but ultimately there won't I don't feel like there's ever a defining oh this is the moment we should have children and I think yeah that's there is it there is in your head I definitely had that in my head oh really it didn't transpire (laughs) that way but I hear what you're saying where yeah, you just know it's off the cards. Had that have happened earlier, we probably would have taken a different path. But I think, yeah, only you know when even if you're not quite ready and it was to happen, you can roll with it. Whereas other times you're like, this isn't a possibility right now. It's just not not happening. 
Absolutely. And this, yeah, will I ever get to that point of being totally satisfied with what I've achieved prior to having a child as well? That always comes to mind. And well, yeah, I, can we talk about that? Yeah. What does that like? What does the perfect time look like for you in your mind? What would have have what would have had to have happened for you to feel like it's time to have a child? I want to create passive income in my life to be able to have the time and flexibility to be able to spend time with my child, particularly in the developmental years. And I just don't feel like I'm there just yet. And right now, while I do have several sources of income, I feel like a bit of a scatterbrain. I'm working on many projects, whereas I really want to fine tune and hone in on the one so I can bring in a passive income So I do have that flexibility because personally, and that's another thing actually that I know a lot of women out there, um, particularly around this time, will try and get into a role that offers them the support of maternity leave. Whereas I'm not necessarily wanting to go down that route and not saying that there is anything wrong with that option. You know, that's the type of support that you're wanting good on you it's just not the route that I'm wanting to go down so that's that's ultimately where I'm at in the sense of when I I think I will be ready (laughs) and think in like (laughs) big highlighted (laughs) yeah 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 so like stability and feeling like which I think is such an element of motherhood and even when you're thinking of transitioning that idea of building a safe nest where you can provide for your family and like have that as a your little sanctuary where it's, everyone's protected and nurtured and I think that's a really normal instinctive feeling to want to have that to want to birth a child into a safe environment. Yeah, are you willing to share your experience so obviously you know things caught you off guard a little where were you and how did you navigate that space if you're open to discussing that yeah well it's funny because I had the same thoughts feelings fears desires of okay when I decide to have children it will be when I'm at this point in my career where I'm it's like sustained and self-sufficient and I can extract myself from that and have time with my bambinos and feel really financially stable and when I got pregnant it totally threw me off guard because I wasn't there and I was like fuck I need another year I'm not like where I need to be this is terrifying my baby's gonna um it's not gonna thrive I'm not gonna thrive and I I don't know if we've talked about this in previous episodes but even though I'm in a partnership and Joao earns his money and which is really our money when you're in a partnership it's like our money which is a whole nother episode I think yes I want to talk about (laughs) as I'm saying it I'm like (laughs) it's our money Annie like you are raising babies right now and still doing projects but like it's our money we're all contributing in different ways okay so that's we will start that that for (laughs) another episode I really want to talk about finances particularly in a partnership Yes, because now that I'm saying it, it brought up so much stuff around wanting to feel really financially independent. That's how I was raised. Dad raised, like, it's just me and my sister. He was like, girls can be um, financially sustained. Like, you don't need a man to do that for you. And so, and I 
And I like the feeling of earning my own money and making my own way and, and providing. So when I was like, fuck, I'm going to have this thing in nine months. I'm not going to have time. I'm not going to be able to travel and do what I do. Um, what am I going to do quick? I need an idea. I need to like join network marketing or like quickly learn how to invest properly and ideas that I've put on the boil because I have so much time. And it actually brought all that up. And I had some really difficult conversations with Joao because I had a lot of shame around that and maybe still do to an extent. But I remember distinctly sitting in the car park of Target in LA and just bawling. We were about to go in and buy like a nappy pail, <laughs> nappy bin. Yep. <laughs> like all that shit you buy that you actually don't really need, but about to go do that. And I would just burst into tears. I was like, I'm feeling really like unstable and insecure about I'm not going to be earning money and like how are we going to pay for things and like how am I going to, we call it jokingly, like my shirt allowance. Like I just, how am I going to like buy a shirt to feel like pretty or like want to be able to spend? I'm not going to have that um, disposable cash. And I remember him like calming me down and talking me through that and being like, it's going to be okay. We're going to figure this out and like I'm gonna be there with you every step of the way and provide and so that like eased off the tension a bit but it was still there and it still is to a degree like I'm still in this like messy journey of motherhood where I want to be so in it for Indian Rumi who are only five and two but also like sustain that part of me that does like having a career does like earning money does like doing things in the world besides just mothering that's yeah something I'm really passionate about but it did teach me the lesson of like, do you know what? I don't know if I ever would have been ready. Like I think the goalposts would have kept moving as our lifestyle like elevated to meet our new income levels. You just create more gap in like, oh, I just need this amount of money and then I'll feel good. Mm -hmm. and, then we can, and I'm reading The Energy of Money right now, which is a fascinating book on the energy of money and like how we think about it and how we create obstacles to wealth flowing in and that's another episode but I just think sometimes life like hands things to you when you think you're not ready but what's that quote you're good at filling in the quotes <laughs> <laughs> life life hands you what you're ready to deal with or like what, yeah I, what you're capable of dealing with or what you need in that moment uh, we're butchering yeah. this to the max yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll put that in the show notes. But like, I, I fundamentally believe that now having had Indy, he's five, we got through it, we're fine. We're not like destitute. And it's really brought some beautiful truths out. Like I think birthing is never like a stitched up experience. You're never all together. And it magnifies areas of your life that I think we put on ice and we think I'll deal with that then. But motherhood's just like, oh, there it is in my face. Yep. Deal with it now. It's not going anywhere yeah. until you do. <laughs> yeah. And speaking to a lot of mums and having like gone in and out of working for more intense periods and coming out of it and having roomy and not working as much, like your mojo is still there. Your motivation is still there and like in tenfold. And I think your, your capacity after having a child and like your time going from like a lot more time to like ah, I only have this much time, I'm going to make every moment count, you're actually way more capable of doing things than you thought you were. And all those fears around 
how am I going to like make money? Some of this definitely still there, but I feel way more capable. Like you, you can keep a human alive, two humans alive. Like you, you're going to be all right. That in itself is a full-time job. May I add? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's so hard. <laughs> And it's interesting, like, I feel as if I've assigned myself to this notion, which I totally know, like, realistically, that is so untrue, that as soon as you have children, obviously, you have to put things to the sideline. There are things that you have to kind of bench for a moment until this takes priority. Yeah, the assumption that you won't be able to have any form of career progression post-child or be able to start a company of your dreams or anything like that. It's just yep. such a false narrative. And you know, I, I've, I've mentioned this before, but like, I think my mum is a true testament to that. She graduated from naturopathy when she was 50 years old. So I think, yeah, this, yeah. this notion that we've assigned that things just fall and crumble and all your dreams go to waste is... It's bullshit. Very untrue. <laughs> very untrue. And you're not one and done. You're not, your career's not over once you pop them out or raise a family. I think, yeah. And I hope there's more iterations of us beyond what we're doing now. Or we go back to school, we study and who knows, who knows? So with that in mind, does that change your idea or your sense of when you would want to bring a child in? Like if you felt comfortable with the idea that it'll never feel comfortable, it'll never feel a hundred percent like, yep, yeah, I want to do this now. In light of that, does that change anything for you? Absolutely, it does. And, you know, I'm in a position now where if it was, if things were to happen and I ended up uh, pregnant, I, you know, would surrender to the fact that that is my journey. And I think being surrounded by people that truly are expanders in the sense of staying outside of the notion that your dreams go to waste after childbirth. I think has been really paramount for me. So people like yourself, people like my mother, um, I think witnessing as well, like even online, you know, there, there are people out there, there are mums that are out there creating companies, even around childhood products, which is incredible. And, you know, sometimes our brightest ideas come in the moments where we, we're, we're begging for a product out there to, to help us with, you know, a particular transition in life, such as motherhood. And it's just not available on market. And that's when the, the ping happens and you're like, oh my God, that's it. And I think yeah. for me, this thing of, and I actually spoke to my therapist about this, the forcefulness at the moment, it's like, oh, I've just got to get this idea right. And so I can start this company and get the passive income. And why is this idea not coming to me? I am, have time available coming out of my Kahuza. Well, that, yeah. Okay. I have time. <laughs> I have flexibility and I have the security. And so right now is like the perfect moment for me to be starting something, but it's just this uh, forcefulness. It's like, it's not coming to me just yet. And like, I yeah. do have a couple of ideas in the pipeline, but ideas are only ideas without action. <laughs> so, and I think, yeah, that was the whole whole dis discussion that I was having recently with my therapist. She's like, just take a breath, take a step yeah. back, stop trying to force things so like yeah, push things uphill very quickly because, yeah, this kind of ticking time bomb that I'm feeling at the moment. So it just yeah. creates a, a stress 
And even when I think the conditions are prime for like starting a business, you've got like, it's all there. Makes sense on paper to just dive straight in. Sometimes the conditions are right for it, but it's just not the right time. It's just like you, you are pushing it. Yeah, I think the letting go of that has been huge of surrendering to it will happen in divine timing. And maybe when you are like slightly more time crunched with keeping a human alive, like maybe that's the time. Who knows? Like so many people have started things with that milk leaking out of their boobs and dog tired. And you're at that point where you're so surrendered that you do birth more than just a baby birth. Great ideas. Yeah. And you become more efficient with your time because, you know, as you said, you've got that time crunch. Just like they, they, um, what country just made it a four day working week and they've found that efficiency has gone through the roof. Is it Sweden? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a Scandinavian. I think it's Sweden. Yeah. They've just made a four-day working week and efficiency has just gone through the roof because you're giving people less time to do more. Yeah, to do more. I also think there's a nod to this idea that to be more, you have to be creating something. Like you have to create a company or like physically birth something into the world in the way of like, yeah, a business. And I'm seeing a lot of mums right now, and I've certainly felt this, of could we all just take a break? Like, could you just take the pressure off? Like similar to in, in the way that you feel like the conditions are primed to like b- burst the, like birth the idea. There's this thing that happens when your kids are in daycare or you have like a nanny supporting you like, well, I've got time. I shouldn't be like luxuriating in self-care. I should be creating and putting things out there. And actually, I think that's a huge misnomer of like, no, you should be like filling your cup. You should be going for beach walks you should be doing yoga you should be doing the things that make you feel great so you can show up as a better mum family member wife whatever it is someone told me this analogy of a cake and when you get to the end of your life you will slice through the cake and there will be all these different layers of the cake which are all the different phases of your life and you got to experience all of them just not all at once and so like just be have be able to have some space around right now I'm just mothering and I know that I have brilliant ideas and I will execute them and I will be a multimillionaire or billionaire whatever it is that you desire but knowing that like there's a there's a layer for each of them and taking this load of like having to be all the things that we think that you need to be and just like oh I can breathe I can just enjoy being at the park watching my kids go down the slide and not have a pressure around if I don't create a business right now and it's successful that I've failed in any way. Mm. So that's really helped me like, well, just take a breath. You're in this layer. You're in chocolate layer, oozing with motherhood. I love that. And because you still have that innate drive within you and that whole saying, you don't want to die with the music still in you. Yes that time will come to fruition just really really surrendering to yeah the moment that you're in the layer of cake that you're in right now and it's a fine dance I don't think anyone's perfected it if you have holler at us please Please. Please. (laughs) but yeah I really I really like that I I like that analogy and I feel like that's a good place to to leave this conversation today unless you feel there's something else you would like to add the mamas and the mamas to be, the mamas not to be, but just, yeah, accepting that 
whatever place you're in right now is perfect and you don't need to try and be more than you are just be in the layers I love that now I'm going to go eat some delicious cake somewhere (laughs) (laughs) signing off folks if you enjoyed the episode hit the subscribe button and share with a friend that you might think will find it useful but until next time see you later ciao